Hello, ambitious introverts. If you are tuning in for the first time this month, this is a slight interruption to our usual programming. Instead of the usual fresh brand new episodes, I decided to delve back into the archives for October and share with you some of the amazing interviews that I have carried out over the last three years. Whether you have been listening to the podcast since day one or whether you're quite new here, I know that you will find value in these. And if I'm honest, it was so hard to whittle it down and choose just four of them to release. However, this episode in particular is one that I received so many comments about and the lovely Lindsay I know also had people reaching out and also had people wanting to work with her after listening to this. And I feel like it's so timely. I'm having so many conversations with clients and friends about social media, particularly Instagram, to algorithm changes, to the effect it's having on their business, to all of these things that we really have to consider in our marketing as an introvert. Are we using our time and energy as efficiently as possible? And the irony is not lost on me that Lindsay is a LinkedIn expert and she came and shared so much wisdom with us. And I actually recorded this with her in February 2021, which is insane. I think it was released a few months later. However, the beauty of evergreen content, which is something that I always talk about, means that we can literally play this episode more than two years later and everything that she talks about is still absolutely relevant. Now, the stats may be slightly different, some of the things that she quotes, but LinkedIn is the place to be. It is absolutely a hot platform for marketing, whether you are selling B2C or B2B. And I just love that Lindsay is so passionate because she can see the impact that marketing on LinkedIn has had on her business and her clients' business. So if you're maybe thinking, oh, I'm kind of over the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook treadmill and I'm looking for somewhere else, then this could be the episode that you want. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you are enjoying listening to these best of the back catalogue episodes as much as I have enjoyed going through many, many hours of recordings and digging them out. So for now, I will leave you with Lindsay to learn everything LinkedIn and I will see you again next week with another cracking episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise, and an episode that I have been really looking forward to recording, mainly because I am looking forward to learning from today's expert. 
Now, marketing is obviously a huge thing for all of us in our business. And I love to look for ways that are introvert friendly. And one that I'm starting to explore myself, but don't know too much about is LinkedIn. It's something that a few of my clients who work with corporates use very, very effectively. And I know that it is growing like crazy. So I have brought in the perfect person to tell us why LinkedIn is the best introvert friendly platform that we can find. Lindsay, hello. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to finally chat to you about this. Tell my audience who you are and what your business does. My name is Lindsay Mitrasilis, and I am a LinkedIn mentor and business strategist for impact-driven business owners, leaders, and influencers. And I'm all about all things LinkedIn and helping you grow and win and scale your business through the platform. The first thing I would love to ask is, why LinkedIn? How did this happen that you became this expert in this one platform? Yeah. So good question. I actually, I had a corporate job and I was in staffing sales, which is of course, you know, LinkedIn is like the first tool that we would use because clearly, and what it is used for, what most people think is used for is, you know, finding a job, finding candidates and all those things. But I was on the sales side. So I wasn't necessarily looking for candidates. I was looking for clients. Um, and I just started leveraging the platform, connecting with my ideal clients. And, and, you know, I had to be very creative in my approach of getting in front of these people just because of the parameters that are set on, um, you know, how we work with these massive clients. And so I was doing that for 10 years aside from, I mean, I was also helping, um, candidates kind of, you know, optimize their profile. Right. Because in that world, as a candidate looking for a job, you are, you're selling yourself, you're selling, you know, what you do and their client is a hiring manager. And so, um, you know, I've always been involved in that again for about 10 years. And then, uh, last year during COVID someone had asked me, Hey, can you teach us as business owners, how to use LinkedIn to get more sales. And I said, sure, you know, of course I do that all the time. And it just spun into this, the LinkedIn bootcamp and, you know, fast forward to October, 2020, I left my corporate job and and now I do this full time and I haven't looked back and it's it's so much fun. (laughs) So I love that you've got this really holistic view of LinkedIn as well from both angles from being like, Mm. oh, this is how to sell on there, but also for candidates, like this is almost how to market yourself on there too. Yes. So essentially, you know, when you look at a candidate looking for a job or a business owner looking to win more clients, the strategy is still the same, right? Like the cl- the candidate is looking to their business that they're trying to win is to land that job with that hiring manager. As a business owner, you know, same thing. We're trying to find our ideal clients and to land and win more business with them. Same underlying approaches, um, just, you know, you're in a different position, if you will. We want to market ourselves as the go-to person, as the thought leader, as the expert, as the specialist that you want to hire, whether it be for me, you know, for us at a corporate company or as a business owner for us to work with them. And do you still feel really passionate about LinkedIn? I feel even more so passionate about LinkedIn than I did in my corporate job. Like I, I love that people are thinking about LinkedIn differently. And it's like my mission to like help you win as a business owner on LinkedIn. And I think the reason why, especially now is because, you know, after we've gone through COVID in 2020, 
people are even more so burnt out on Instagram and Facebook. And whether it's, you know, the added pressures that Instagram and Facebook brings with their algorithm, the constant changes, the, you know, reels came in and oh my gosh, you know, like all the things that people feel like they have to do to show up on Instagram and Facebook just to win their, the attention of their ideal client versus on LinkedIn, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do any of that. It's all about connecting and networking with the right people, posting content that your ideal client wants to read or watch, um, and just and, and being forthcoming about doing business. It takes all the fluff away and you get down to the core of like what it is you're really doing on the platform. Something that I do hear from my audience over and over again is this like frustration with Instagram and Facebook Mm. of like, oh, this has changed and I've been doing this and I got like 200 views on each story and now I'm getting 20 and I haven't done anything any different or, you know, I've done this hashtag strategy and I've been, you know, really learned about it and invested a lot of time and and money into what to do. And a month later it's changed and I'm not getting the reach Mm -hmm. anymore. Oh, it's, it's just one thing after the next, it feels like with Instagram and Facebook you know, and on LinkedIn, you know, what I tell people is the difference is, is Instagram and Facebook make money based on ad spend. They can change the algorithm, how they want all these things, right? LinkedIn, it's not the same business. um, What am I looking for? It's not the same business model. Mm. LinkedIn, though, you can have a free account, you know, they also make money by people having memberships for premium, for LinkedIn recruiter, for the different, you know, there's like four different uh, membership styles or types on LinkedIn that people pay for. So they make money that way. You can, you can do ads on LinkedIn and all those things are great. But when, when I'm talking to someone who's starting out on LinkedIn, get a free LinkedIn account. You don't need LinkedIn premium to start. Um, you don't need to spend money on ads. Just start creating really good, thoughtful content. Know who your ideal client is and connect with them. Those are like the three things you need to do to get started on LinkedIn that are simple especially for introverts, like we were talking earlier, like that is, that is the, the most simple strategy I can give someone that can get started right away and really start to win with LinkedIn. Something you touched on there is like the difference between it versus Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and yet all the changes in the algorithm. And that is, is definitely a thing for people. Mm-hmm. I think the stimulation piece is really huge mm-hmm. as well, because for me, I go on Instagram, it's very, I'm going to say loud and in inverted commas. And what I mean by loud is colorful mm-hmm. and there's reels and things are moving and people are, you know, there's video everywhere and the stories at the top and there's ads popping up and it visually, it's very, very busy. Mm-hmm. as a as a platform because obviously it's a visual platform it's it's trying to get your attention and, and it works sure. very well for that when I look on LinkedIn I feel very calm <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very white it's very kind of professional looking and yeah of course there are photographs and, and graphics and things but it just has a different feel if you know what mm-hmm. I mean absolutely and you know it's funny you're the first person I've talked to that actually, that likes that aspect of LinkedIn. <laughs> I agree with you. I like it too. Um, and it just kind of gives your mind a little bit of a break, you know? And, and it's funny, that's where most people feel like, I don't know how to use LinkedIn because it's not this big, flashy, colorful space. I don't know that I want to be there because it's not visually appealing or aesthetically um, pleasing, you know? And that's where people will say, it's just so unsexy. But what I say is that to your point, it's like, 
well, you can just go in, get some business done and get out. And that is what's sexy. I mean, you can save time. You can be really thoughtful and strategic on how you use the platform. You mentioned earlier that there's things that you like to read on LinkedIn and it's not just like constantly coming at you Mm -hmm. with all these colors and videos and all these things. Like it it really is, I think, a platform that kind of takes our business and our mindset to the next level. Something that and, you know, this could just be the people that I follow on there and the limited amount of time I've spent. But something I see is that the content is very thoughtful. I don't see as many people posting for the sake of posting. I feel sometimes with Facebook and Instagram, people are like, I've got to post every day. So I'm just going to throw out like a conversation starter or I'm mm-hmm. just going to put a quote or something almost for the sake of of putting it. Posting. Most of the things I see on LinkedIn are like a link to a thoughtful article or really sharing their you know, deepest thoughts on something. Totally. And I mean, you're going to see, I mean, you'll see, I mean, I see um, on LinkedIn, sometimes people are they're just trying to throw whatever they can out there to see what sticks on LinkedIn. So people will totally reshare Instagram quotes on LinkedIn. Um, and you, they notice like those fall flat because people don't want that on LinkedIn. They mm-hmm. want thoughtful content. They want, you know, what's, what are your insights? What, what's your take on the industry that you're in? Um, you know, people are looking for thoughtful, insightful, valuable, educational content. That's the type of content that does really well on LinkedIn. And at its core, you know, I tell people all the time with all social media, people do not follow you on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, mostly because they care about whatever's going on in your life. They care about what does this mean to them? Mm -hmm. You know, so and I, it's kind of a harsh reality, but it's like most people, like my mom following me on Instagram, she wants to see my daughter you know, or, you know, like what I'm up to that day. But most people on Instagram that are not family or close friends, they're following you because they're thinking, what's in it for me? When I scroll on Emma Louise's Instagram, what am I going to get out of it? And the same thing applies on LinkedIn. And that's why you can cut through all the fluff on LinkedIn and just post that meaningful, meaty, juicy content that you have. So we can really go with quality over quantity on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Oh, see, that's an introvert's dream. I think <laughs> we, we always really love to go deeper and understand yeah. something a bit deeper. But I know the accounts that, that I follow in various places. I would rather see two really great posts mm-hmm. a week than seven kind of insipid ones. Absolutely. And so for you, something like, you know, are you, do you like to write a lot? I do like to write. I do. So articles would be a really great uh, content piece for you on LinkedIn because, you know, LinkedIn loves articles and it's a great opportunity for us as entrepreneurs, thought leaders to go deep on something that we're very passionate about um, that gives, again, insight to the industry that we're in. Um, And so if you're talking about, you know, loving to go deep and really read and get thorough and just kind of sit in some ideas and thoughts through an article, that is for sure a great type of content, a piece of content you could go all in on. I love that. But I guess my next question would be, as someone that doesn't know too much about it, I'm an online business strategist, a mindset coach. Mm -hmm. So are my ideal clients on LinkedIn and Mm -hmm. are they going to find me, see me and, you know, think about wanting to work with me? Because I still think of LinkedIn as, oh, it's corporates or people Mm -hmm. sat in offices. 
Yep. Yep. Great question. So let me ask you some questions back around Mm. this. How would you describe your ideal client? Uh, My ideal client is an ambitious introvert, someone that is looking to grow and scale their online business. Okay. So they're not in, they don't work a full-time job or some do have a side hustle? Uh, Some are side hustles, but most are full-time entrepreneurs. Okay. So just about the side hustle piece, 71% of LinkedIn members have a side hustle. Wow. They have a side hustle. So likely, and you know, we don't know to what level or what magnitude of that, they could be part-time corporate and they still work their, their full-time job and they're just saying it's a side hustle, but really they work at 40 hours a week. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. So there's that. Um, you could also be tapping into people who are on their way out of corporate, who are going to be starting a full-time business, or they're just, maybe they're three months out for, from making the leap, right? Like I left my corporate job just last October, but I've been working a business on the side for four years Mm. waiting for that moment. So, you know, there's, there's that aside from that, there's a ton of people who are on there that are not in corporate. They do have like, there's a ton of people there that have a full-time business. They know how to leverage LinkedIn for their business or they want to. And so they are hanging out there. There's 750 million plus it's growing every day, 750 million users on LinkedIn. I, I would have to bet that being very conservative, at least 1% of that number is your ideal client. Can you imagine tapping into 750,000 people that would be your ideal client? I mean, I think that's the right math, right? 1% of 750. Uh, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> with, with, that math, with that math, I'm, I'm sold. Even if it was like 0.1% of it, I think that yeah. would be a great return. And don't quote me because I'm not, I don't math. That's what I always say. I don't math. But I mean, even if it was 75,000 people, that's a lot of people that you could have just a captivated audience on LinkedIn. Again, you don't have to post any fluff. You can get right to the core of what you know to be true in your business and what's true for you know introverts in business. Um, you can be seen as a thought leader. The other thing I love telling people is that 44% of LinkedIn users make over $75,000 a year, which is what in... British pounds. Like um, probably about 60, 50, 60,000 a year okay. at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. which means, and so here's the thing that means that LinkedIn um, has the, the highest paying web audience out there. It's more than Facebook, it's more than Twitter, probably more than Instagram. You know, these are people that are willing to invest, they're willing to spend money on high ticket coaching programs, mastermind services. It's like a no brainer for them. And they also are there. They know they're there to do business, you know, so you can be very upfront about what it is you do, the products and services, coaching service, you know, all the things that you offer and it's fine. It's nothing to be. You make such a good point about the side hustle. And I can't reiterate this enough because I have made this mistake in the past and I've seen my clients do it over and over again. It's like, oh, I've got a sales call. Let me look this person up. And they've got no social media for their business or very early days social media. And we tell ourselves the story of, oh, they're too new in business. They're not going to be looking to invest, you know, all of these things. And then we find out that they're still in employment and they're actually earning like 80,000 pounds a year and they're looking to invest to, because, you know, they're looking to leave, like you say, in three months or six months. And they're like, yeah, you know, here you go, I'll pay in full. But we make that assumption 
because their business doesn't look like it's established, that maybe they're not in the position financially, but we don't know what's going on. We don't know that this is a full-time job, right? Oh my gosh, that is such a great point. No, and we don't have any idea, you know, and, and how many, and it's so true for not just this situation, but I mean, how many times have you, I mean, I've heard about, um, you know, people using a really high-end business coach or joining a super high-end mastermind and you go look them up even on Instagram and you're like, they only have a thousand followers. Like they can't be that great, but that has nothing to do with how great they are or how valuable they are. Maybe they just got started. Maybe they don't focus on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, It's so true. We have no idea where people are at. And yeah, to your point, man, people are, I mean, again, the 71% of LinkedIn users have a side hustle. They have a side hustle. And, and what I would say, even if you were again, conservative in those numbers, let's say half those people have a goal of going full-time. What if you could help them go full-time in their business? You could be that person. You could be the hero. Yeah. You can totally support and serve them you know, in getting there and people want to, they, they want that time and financial freedom. If you can help them do that, they will pay for it. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, um, as you know, I am already sold on LinkedIn because it's something that I am looking to, looking to grow. So I have been very excited about this. You said like a free profile is absolutely fine for people to start, literally get on there for free, get your details on there. What is the fastest way to start building your network in I'm going to say a credible way. I'm guessing not the, you know, connections of, hey, I'd love to connect because we're in the same network that I seem to get every day. Let's address that really quick. Mm -hmm. For anyone that's doing that now, it's okay, but we're going to stop today. (laughs) (laughs) It ends here. (laughs) It ends here, right? Because you now know better. You know how to, I'm going to share with you how to send a good connection message and then we'll talk about how to really get started. A good connection message you're sharing the intention as to why you want to connect. No more, hey, we're in the same network. No more, hey, we have some common people. In, you know, We have some people in common, essentially, and that's why we should connect. When you receive that message, it doesn't make you want to connect. I'll go and look at who do we have in common. And most times, if you're like me, you know, where we used LinkedIn long ago and we've just connected with random people because we didn't know what we were doing, I don't know these people. And if that's the basis you want to connect on, I'm not going to connect with you. So we want to make sure that we're stating our intention for the connection. What is it that you want out of this person? Or not want out of this person, but what do you want out of the connection, the relationship Mm -hmm. to build with this person? And again, you only have 300 characters when you're sending a connection message. So be thoughtful, be short, sweet, and to the point. And that's it. But no more, no more, hey, we're in the same network. We can't do that anymore. (laughs) I must get about five (laughs) of those a day or... You know, the occasional person will be like, hey, I see you're a coach. Yeah. And then, but and then do you respond back? Do you respond back with, are you looking for one? Are you looking for a coach? I usually, I usually don't respond um, to things like that. But mm. it, it is just very, or I think the, there must be bots on there. There are bots. There because are bots. I got on the other day and it said, oh, hi, how is it going with? And then it it was just obviously one of my skills or something that it had picked up and it didn't make any sense as a sentence. And I was like, yeah. where is it? I think it was like, you know, how's it going at host podcast? Or something oh, like that. Yeah. Be- yeah, because I'd obviously put that in the in the title. I was like, hmm, I don't yeah. think you're I don't think you're real. 
No, I know. It's funny. I've, I've found myself responding to people where, I mean, they've said like, Hey, are you interested in how to get more leads and sales on LinkedIn? I'm like, did you read my Instagram? <laughs> did, did you read my LinkedIn profile? Do you know what I do? <laughs> did you read like, my headline? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but back to like, where can someone get started, especially from a, like a free mm-hmm. LinkedIn account? It's really making sure that profile is set up to attract your ideal clients. Do you have a headline that is search engine optimized? Okay. We have 120 characters there. Let's use that space for the keywords that your ideal client is going to be searching for, like in a Google search to find you. So are you a coach? Are you, you know, you're a specialist in this, an expert in that. You can use all these um, keywords in your headline there. Um, I always tell people avoid getting too creative there, saying that you're, you know, uh, a business ninja for introverts looking to start their side hustle, you know, likely someone's not searching that in a Google search. Now, if you want to say that you're a ninja, you're a guru, you're a wizard and all these things, put that in your about section. That's really where you can get so creative, but we want to keep that headline search engine optimized and really use those keywords. Um, you know, make sure you have a profile photo that's updated and recent. We don't want to catfish people. Can't tell you mm-hmm. how many times I've had conversations with potential clients where I, you know, I see their LinkedIn and then we get on a Zoom call and I'm like, is this the same person? Like they look so different. We want to make sure it's updated within, you know, a year. Okay. Also, uh, your background banner photo should be used as a billboard for your business. Most people have that stock photo. You can go into Canva and create your own unique background banner. I always say use that as a billboard for your business. Give your call to action there. And then I the have last the podcast thing, online. Perfect. Yes. I, good. <laughs> good. There you go. And then in your about section, that's really like a mini sales page for whatever it is you're looking to promote. I always tell people, you know, promote your anchor product. Um, so if you've got a business accelerator program, if you've got a podcast, you're, you know, wanting to drive people to a Facebook group, a free resource, whatever it is talk about that there in the about section. Um, and, and again, give another call to action for people to kind of make that next step in your sales funnel. So that would be the profile. You want to have an optimized profile. Um, and then really be very clear on who your ideal client is, because that's going to help you identify who you need to go out and connect with. I always say have a connection strategy, right? Like you don't need to go and delete people in your current network. If they're not your ideal client, don't do that. You never know who could be an ideal client down the road, mm-hmm. um, but build moving forward. So know who your ideal clients are. Um, and I always say, you know, for, for you, if it's, it's online business owners or people that might have, have a side hustle, what I tend to find is true is that most people that have a side hustle, um, you know, some people are in sales because they just, they got that sales bug. And mm-hmm. so maybe they, they've got their side hustle. So maybe seek out uh, salespeople. Um, you know, just like whatever, I mean, you'll know your ideal client better than I do, but when you really kind of search and, and ask, you know, um, your former clients or people you're currently having conversations with, if they're still in corporate, you know, what is it that they do and, and see if you can identify those people that way. I love it. I love it because you make yeah. it sound so simple. And it is. That's what's so crazy. You know, I think it's so simple that we overcomplicate it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think for a lot of my audience, and certainly for me, it's almost like another platform. 
Like, really, have I got to learn another platform? How long okay. do I need to commit to this each day? And you can feel like you're on this treadmill of like jumping from website to website to website to market your business. Yes. Okay. I totally hear you because I too want to make sure that I'm really spending my time wisely, right? We mm. want to make sure that we're we're spending our time that's ROI positive for us in our day, for us in our business, us in our personal life. Um, and when I tend uh, to find what people say that, um, it's that they, so our primal brain, there's little science, our primal brain wants to keep us safe, right? That is, that is the goal of our brain is to keep us safe. And so what we do is we start to compare other things um, to this thing that we're unfamiliar with. So for example, LinkedIn, most people compare LinkedIn to Instagram and not necessarily the visual aspects, but the grind, the Instagram grind that we all go through in creating content, having to engage, hashtag strategy, all the different types of content we have to post and create for. And so we think automatically, well, if Instagram's like that, then LinkedIn must be like that because Mm -hmm. that's how our brain keeps us safe. It starts to compare. And it's just not just not the case. And I always tell people, you, you can repurpose your Instagram content for LinkedIn, not reshare, but Mm -hmm. repurpose, repurpose. And so the tip I have there is what are the last 10 posts you've posted on Instagram that are the most meaty, juiciest, they've got a couple takeaways for your audience. Those are the types of content that you can go repost or, you know, repurpose for LinkedIn. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to recreate content just repurpose. And I'm all about repurposing because for introverts, let's save time, let's save energy. And I couldn't agree more. Like you should have your core content pillars that you're talking about over and over again. So you don't need to keep coming up with new things. Yes. I actually just had this conversation with my husband uh, two days ago. Um, Are you familiar with who Russell Brunson is? Yes. Very. I used to have click funnels back in the day. Yes. Okay. And so Russ Brunson in every training I've ever seen him, he says, he'll say it at least once. I am talking about the same thing. You have heard me say this before. I'm just presenting it to you in a new way. Yeah. And isn't that such a, like a sense of relief that we get that we can talk about the same damn thing over and over and over again and just repurpose it in a new way, in a new format, in a new, a new type of, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, you can stick to your same content pillars and it's totally fine. You and it's not doing Russell deal. any harm whatsoever. Oh my gosh. Because I don't, I don't even know what, how many figures a year ClickFunnels turns over, but it's got to be eight or nine. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. He has an insane business. And again, he talks about the same thing all the time. They go permission to repeat yourself over and over again and on different platforms, but just make sure that you repurpose it correctly for the platform. Right. And it's the same thing as like, you know, when you think about Pinterest or YouTube or any other platform, it's no different. You're not going to reshare an inspirational quote on YouTube, but we, you know, you can talk about an inspirational quote and then what were the takeaways and create a video, right? Like you just have to think about your audience's mindset on the platform that you're on. Yeah. What are they coming to consume? What do they want to get from that piece of content? Yes. Oh, I meant to say this earlier. So here's the thing about consuming content on LinkedIn. Six out of 10 users are actively looking for insights. They want educational. Ooh, so and they valuable want the content. tips and the value they want, content. They want the tips. That's mm. what they want. That's what they want. I manage um, an, a LinkedIn account for 
someone. Um, and he's a motivational speaker and he does all this stuff. And so we're evaluating the content as we're posting, cause it's still kind of trial and error. You really have to just go for it and just see what works, see mm-hmm. what your audience likes. And what we're finding is that the pieces of content that do the best are not what we put, po- not when we post a motivational speech clip, but when we post three to five takeaways for someone. And that's, that's what's it. popular with his audience. Yes. And that's what people want on LinkedIn. And that could actually be very introvert friendly because we generally have a depth of knowledge about what we're talking about, which we mm-hmm. like to share and be seen as the expert. We don't generally love the, I'm going to say, vulnerable connection posts that the other platforms quite often call for. People are like, I don't want to share my vulnerable story. You know, I need oh. to educate people. Oh, then LinkedIn is a thousand percent for introverts. What am I doing? I need to start saying, if you're an introvert, you got to be on LinkedIn and here's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We need to merge our niches here, like introverts yes. and LinkedIn. The a future. LinkedIn for introverts uh, course, masterclass. Masterclass. I love it. In the in the works. Keep looking out, everyone. Coming later yes. in the year. <laughs> Lindsay, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing all Thank of you so your welcome. amazing LinkedIn insights with my it audience. But before I let you go, of yes. course, I'm going to ask you for your book recommendation for any ambitious introverts listening who are looking to grow and scale their online business. Okay. I will tell you, um, I am a sales girl at heart. And so I believe that if you're going to grow and scale, you have to sell. And the best book that I can recommend for that is the book, Why She Buys by Bridget Brennan. It is my favorite book. Bridget's incredible. She's a genius. And she talks about how women are the number one buyers in the world. And so if you're not marketing or catering or thinking about women in how you sell, you know, how you set up your website, the services and offers that you provide with women in mind, then you're doing it wrong. It's very interesting. And I don't sell only to women anymore. I sell to men and women alike, but I certainly have women in the back of my mind when I'm creating certain aspects of my business because women are the number one drivers behind purchases. Number one. I've got a story, a real life story, not an internet story that illustrates this perfectly. Years ago, I went with a boyfriend when he was looking at new cars and we went into a Land Rover showroom and this was his car. We didn't live together. We didn't have joint finance. Like it was literally nothing to do with me. The salesman straight to me, everything was directed at me. Oh, what do you, what do you think of it, madam? Oh, let me open the door, sit in it. Because he obviously knew that in joint households, it's going to be the woman that makes the decision. Yes, 100%. You know what's funny? In the book, she opens with a story of a car buying situation. There you go. And I could see it clear as day. Every other dealership was, you know, I was invisible because it was, you know, an expensive car, a sports car, and there's a guy there trying it out. But this one was different. And I thought that's some kind of sales training in there. Oh, I just got the chills hearing that. That (laughs) is incredible. This, you would love the book, Why She Buys. Okay. I am going to pop that in the show notes for anyone else that's interested and add it to my list myself. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And I'm going to drop all of your links, everything in the show notes as well for anyone that wants to connect with you. Yes, please do. I can't wait to connect with your audience. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible. Thank you.